Creative Studio Academy, Semester 2, Session 11. We're going to talk about how to collect email addresses, what to offer someone to join the list, how to promote the list, and options for ways to use your list. Welcome to the Creative Studio Academy. This is the podcast to help you learn and explore how you can start and improve your skills with online content creation. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I will be your guide on this journey. Hello and welcome back to the Creative Studio Academy. I am definitely excited to be able to bring this episode to you where we talk about email lists and so how you can be able to create an email list and then we'll see some ways that we can be able to use that list as we go down the road. But just before we jump into the content, I did want to remind you that if you'd like to leave a review, you can go to creativestudio.academy slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and leave a review for me and that would greatly help the podcast to be found by other people that are searching for this type of content. And so I would surely appreciate that as well to be able to help grow the community. And if you wouldn't mind sharing this on your social networks as well, that will definitely help with being able to make the show, uh, the show more visible as well. Now, for several years, I've heard about the importance of building an email list. I've been following people like Pat Flynn for many years and they talk about the fact that the money's in the list and so then uh, Pat Flynn and the others they would give examples of how they implemented the things that they did with their email list and some of the results that happened as a result of it how they were able to grow their list and so I've known that and so I started an email list but I didn't actually do a whole lot with it and so this is kind of a confession time when it comes to that but hopefully now I have learned my lesson uh, because I have uh, a strategy in place now that I'm going to be implementing. I've actually been working on it for a while, which is why this episode is just a little bit late because I've been working on trying to get that implemented as much as I could uh, prior to recording this. Uh, but I still have some work to be able to do with that, and I'll keep you posted on the updates for this. And so when I started, like I said, I didn't do a whole lot with the email list. I rarely promoted it. I had a few places on my website and I mentioned it occasionally in a podcast episode and I didn't provide a reason or a benefit for someone to join the list either. And so it was just there for being able to get blog updates. And so, and every once in a while I would send a special post, um, an article there or, um, some sort of promotional email that uh, came across my way that I wanted to pass on. And so, uh, I, like I said, I plan on changing things. And so that's what this episode is about, some things that I'm going to do and that you can do to be able to get going with your email list. And so before at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned the four things that we're going to try to cover. So we're going to cover how to collect the email addresses, what to offer someone to join the list, how to promote the list, and then some options for ways that you can use the list after you start getting people on the list. And so I'm looking for your feedback on this as well. 
And so if there's anything that you've done or anything that you've heard, any other resources that can help with this, I would love for you to be able to share this on the website. If you go to creativestudio.academy slash two dash 11. And so that is where you can be able to leave the comments for this. And that can help all of us out as we try to build our email lists. And so I would definitely encourage you to be able to do that. And so if you have any experience at all, or if you're just looking for some more information, uh, definitely go there to be able to do that. And so I have a a fairly detailed post there uh, for you to be able to do that. So the first one there that I want to look at is how to collect the email addresses. So there's several ways that you can be able to do this just to be able to get started. And so there's several ways that you can be able to do that. And so the first, um, and I wouldn't highly recommend this, um, but if you just want to get something out there, uh, this could be a way to start, I guess. Uh, but through WordPress, um, there's the plugin called Jetpack. Um, and there's a, a something on there, uh, one of the modules that you could be able to use to be able to get people to sign up and subscribe by email. Uh, the only thing is I'm not sure that you can be able to really have access to who is actually subscribed and you don't really have their email address. So you can't send them anything directly. Uh, it's just whenever you add a new post that they get notified that it was uh, posted. And so there's also feed burner, which I think uh, kind of does the same thing, but it is not um, attached to WordPress. You can just put whatever feed in there that you would like. And so again, they can subscribe by email, but uh, I think it's just getting the um, updates. There is a plugin for WordPress uh, called MailPoet, and I've heard some things about this. Um, I have it installed on my uh, WordPress, but I haven't actually used it. Um, I keep meaning to try to go to it, but I, I, I'm too busy trying to just use the one that I already have instead of trying something new. And so uh, there's both a free and a paid version for it. Um, there's another website, um, I'm sorry, another podcast, uh, that I listen to on a regular basis, um, regarding websites. It's called your website engineer and Dustin Hartzler is the host of that. And he covered, uh, some things about mail poet in one of his episodes. I'm going to try to have a link in the show notes. If you like to, um, check that out, uh, to get some more information about mail poet, if you're interested in that. And so it looks like it can have some good options, but again, I haven't really looked into it too much. And so there's three that I think would be um, some good options as well. There's MailChimp, AWeber, and Benchmark um, email that are uh, there, and they're basically similar services to each other. Um, And so they all have some sort of paid service there to where you can be able to do all kinds of things with your list. You can um, have the uh, blog updates Uh, But you can also just send regular emails periodically to them, or you can set up autoresponders as well, which is something that we're going to talk about a little bit later. And so you can be able to do those with all those. The, uh, The benefit I like of MailChimp is that there's a free option that if you have less than 2,000 subscribers and send less than 12,000 emails a month, you can be able to use the service and be able to do those things for free, except um, there are some limitations. You can't do autoresponder with it. That's a premium service there. And then there's a few other options that are not available on the free level, uh, but there are still a lot of options for someone just getting started and wants to have that free option available. There's another service out there called Infusionsoft, 
And again, I haven't used this. This is more of a premium, um, higher end type of service, uh, service that probably wouldn't be for the average blogger. Uh, this would be more for a business that, um, is looking to do, um, more than just collect email addresses. There'd probably be like some sales and, um, other kind of customer service management that would, uh, be involved in there. And so I don't know all the details about that, but that's another option that is there. And so, like I mentioned, I use MailChimp and that's the service I currently use. And I've been using that for a couple of years now. And so I plan to continue to use them for the foreseeable future. And so um, I do plan on starting an autoresponder series soon. And so I'm going to uh, move from the free plan to a paid plan. And so the uh, monthly paid plans start at $10 a month. And um, the, you can get 500 up to 500 subscribers and unlimited emails that you can be able to send. And so, again, you're still dealing with a fairly small list, um, but that's something that I... I'm not going to have a problem with. And as your list grows, there's um, some additional things uh, that you can be able to get. I think that if you have up to 1000, um, it'd be $15 and then up to 2000, I think is $20 or something like that. And so I'd have to look again um, at the list for some of those higher ones. Uh, but, but hopefully by that time you might be able to start to monetize and that it actually would actually pay for itself then. And so, uh, We'll talk a little bit more about some of the options um, that we can be able to use with MailChimp in a future episode or a blog post or possibly even just through the email newsletter. And so, but probably a blog post uh, to where we can talk about some of the benefits and some of the features that are offered uh, there that we could be able to consider. And so go a little more deep uh, in depth, excuse me, with MailChimp. Now, what are some things that you can offer someone to be able to join that email list now that you got it set up? And so with even as great a content as you and I create, most visitors are not just going to sign up just to get the blog updates. And so now there are some people that will do that, but there's a lot of them that won't because they don't want to clutter up their email. They get enough spam and they get enough um, other things coming through their email that they don't want to have additional things going there. And so they need a bigger incentive to be able to do that. And so you can offer them something and in exchange for them being put on your email list. And so a great thing to be able to offer is something special that they can download or view right when they sign up. And so there's a lot of different things that you can be able to do. One of the most common ones is to have a PDF that they can be able to download. So that could be um, a short ebook, a report, um, some worksheets that have to uh, that go along with the topic of your website. Uh, or you might have an audio file. So it could be uh, maybe similar to a podcast episode um, that's special that's not found somewhere else that uh, you can be able to offer there, or, or maybe an audio version of an ebook. You can also be able to have some sort of graphics that may be there. Um, video is another common one. And so there's a lot of different things that you could be able to provide for someone uh, to be able to, uh, when they sign up on your list, that they can be able to get that right away. And that can be that extra incentive for them to be able to do that. And so there was a few months that I offered a PDF ebook to those that signed up for my list on my other website. Um, at the time, it was Quality Living Made Simple. And so, but since then I removed it and I can't even remember why I removed it. And so, because that was something that would entice people to be able to 
subscribe to the uh, email uh, to the email list, and then I'd be able to have some further communication with them as a result of that. And so that's probably something that really hindered the growth of my email list is I didn't really have anything like that available for people, but that is going to be changing. And so I've got some things um, in place for that list um, as well as for the email list at Creative Studio Academy. And so definitely some things that are going on there. And so there are some things there. And so um, for this website, uh, the Creative Studio Academy, there is a short ebook that I put together. Um, I, I don't even know if it can be called an ebook. I think it's about 10 pages. And so uh, maybe it's more of a guide um, to help people be able to get started with their websites. And so just goes through seven things that people need to do to be able to get started with the website, starting with getting a website host and domain and being able to get things set up with WordPress and being able to get uh, some different things um, implemented as far as that. So just kind of steps through some of those easy, simple steps to get people started. And so uh, I sent an early copy to those that are already on the email list, uh, but it's being edited and being formatted right now. And so hopefully in a week or two, it'll be available for official use as an opt-in for people that subscribe to the newsletter. And so that'll be something that will be coming up very shortly. I've talked about it before, but it is very close to coming out now. And so um, definitely I would recommend getting onto that email list so you can be able to get that uh, as soon as it is available. And so that you don't uh, forget between now and then, but I'll be mentioning it when it is available for sure. And so uh, the next thing that I want to talk about is how to promote the email list. And so uh, there are several places you can be able to promote your email list. And so specifically places on your website that you can be able to do that. And so I have a list from Social Triggers. Um, that's a website by Derek Halpern and he goes in and he, uh, studies basically the psychology behind marketing and he's done a phenomenal job putting together a lot of different things. And so, uh, he was able to grow a pretty big email list in a short amount of time. And so he has, um, a, um, a post, uh, about this and I have a link in the, um, show notes for this. Uh, if you want to get some more information, because I'm just going to um, just hit the um, the highlights of this. And so there's uh, number one, the feature box, uh, fe- feature box, excuse me. And so um, that's where you come to the website and there's just a big box uh, there that takes up um, maybe half the screen and uh, it just uh, a big feature uh, there for you to be able to do that. Um, highlighting the fact that you can have the email list there to be able to subscribe to. And um, hopefully then it will have um, a short description of what the benefit would be for getting onto the list by getting an opt-in or something like that, whatever the benefit is for getting on your list. The second thing is at the top of the sidebar. And so I know we talked um, a couple episodes ago about um having a sidebar. And so there's a lot of websites that don't even have sidebars um, and others that do. And so, but if you have a sidebar, having something at the top of the sidebar is a very good thing. That way it's going to be near the top of the page. um, Something that people will see very shortly after getting to any of the pages that you have on your website, they're going to see that. And so uh, the third thing is after a single post, 
And so whenever you have a blog post down at the bottom after that, you can have a sign up thing that shows up there after uh, the post. Um, this would uh, be between the post and the comment section um, in most cases. And so that'll be another place because the thinking behind that is that people can read the content and after they read the content hopefully they like it and that would be a good time to be able to ask them if they'd like to subscribe that way they can receive more content that is similar to what they just read and so a similar concept um, is at the footer so that's the fourth place so the very bottom of the page and then number five is on your about page and so generally speaking that is the most visited page on any website is the about page and so that would be a great place to be able to have a subscribe um uh area there for people to get on the email list um and then also um along the top you've probably noticed these and uh there's one at creativestudio.academy as well and so there's a little bar across the top of the website that invites people to join the newsletter and so that's um, another place that can be able to do that. Um, and then, of course, there is the evil dreaded pop-up. And so some people like them, some people hate them. And so, but it is an option. And people say that um, it, it does increase um, signups. And so, but again, um, you need to kind of weigh that out for yourself. And so, again, if you want to get a little more detailed information about that, I have a link to... Uh, Derek's um, post post on that at, on social triggers. And so there's a couple other ways that I've seen sign up forms used as well, other than those things that were just mentioned in, um, in that list. And so one thing is on the homepage um, and not just a, a feature box on the homepage, but I've seen it to where the entire homepage was an advertisement for the email list. And so you go to their main homepage and that's what you see. And then you either have to sign up for the email list or click to skip it to be able to get the rest of the content. And so that would be another way to be able to do it. Uh, another thing I've seen, we talked about having a sign up form at the end of a post. I've seen it also in the middle of a post. And so that could be a way as well as so someone is reading through and they get halfway through the post. Um, usually if they're halfway through, they're um, already engaged in the content and then they come across the form and that could be a good place to be able to um, engage them in that offer as well. And then there's also squeeze pages. And so these are um, landing pages that are set up specifically for um, certain things and you can set up a squeeze page to be able to get somebody's email address and so you can have a page there that that has a special post some information um, an offer or something like that and then um, an option to be able to sign up for the list and so now these are all a lot of different things and so like I said there's some benefits or some uh, negatives to each of these and so each one of these um, will increase the visibility for your list. And so the more of these that you use, the more people will see it and be aware of your list and be reminded that they should join it. Um, but again, if you do too much, it could look really spammy and it could turn people away. And so you need to be very strategic in how you do that and where you place them. Now, the last thing I want to look at are some options for ways that you can use the email list. Okay, so there's three things I'm going to talk about. There's probably others that you could be able to do as well, but I'm just going to look at these three. And so you got your list, you're promoting it, 
you got it all on your website you're getting people signed up and so now you got to do something with it and so the very first thing and the basic thing you can do is to be able to just send the blog updates and so again like i said that's just a little bit better than doing nothing at all with the list and so um, doing absolutely nothing would probably be the worst thing. And so you get them signed up on the email list and then you don't do anything at all with them. Um, then it's just kind of a uh, wasted effort and wasted time um, with that. Number two, the second thing you could do is have regular newsletter. And so this is where you can send a special article for your list, either weekly, bi-weekly or monthly. And so I'm on um, a couple lists there where um, I get a weekly newsletter from the person that, that that does that and so chris brogan has a weekly newsletter um dave stahoviak uh he was a previous guest on this podcast and he has a weekly newsletter as well that brings some uh different leadership uh aspects uh there's another list that i'm on that's a monthly newsletter so once a month there's a newsletter that goes out um there's also an option um to where uh, you can also opt in to be able to get blog updates. And so that's another thing you can do. You can be able to do both of them. You can send blog updates and you can get the newsletter. Uh, you can even combine the two to where once a week uh, you have a special post that goes out in the form of newsletter, but then you can also have the blog updates on that email as well. And so that way it kind of combines the two. Um, and so that's something you can be able to do. And then the third thing, which is a thing that I'm going to start to try to implement on my other blog, which is an autoresponder series. And so um, this one is where you have a whole series of emails all ready to send when somebody subscribes. And so they'll receive an email at certain intervals that you set. This is a way to be able to ensure that the person is going to receive an email for, from you on a regular basis for a certain period of time. And so when the series ends, you can continue to send emails like a newsletter, which can be worked back into the series then for new subscribers. And so Pat Flynn um, is uh, one person that I know that does a really good job with this, that whenever somebody gets on the email list that he has, they get um, for, I, I don't remember what sort of period, four months or six months, that um, every week or every other week they get an email from him that's already been rewritten that he doesn't have to or pre-written, excuse me, that he doesn't have to write every single time that somebody subscribes and it automatically goes out. And so it's still personalized, um, but it's just trying to get that extra information to everybody that subscribes in a certain order as well. And so this would be good if you have maybe some sort of email course that you have and you want to be able to provide a certain, um, uh, certain content at certain times uh, to be able to make that available. And so these are some things that you can be able to do. And so, and then as you create new content, you can then add to that um, autoresponder series and be able to continue uh, to, to, to let that continue growing. And so that would be something you could be able to do as well. And so um, I've had my other site for almost three years and so I have plenty of other blog posts, podcast episodes, and other writings that I could use in this series that I'm going to start there. And so already in the uh, work that I've done, I've got uh, uh, 16 different articles picked out that I um, plan on using for that. And so my plan is to send one, um, one of those articles out for um, the first month, each week for the first month, and then... Um, the rest of the 12 to go out every other week. 
And so and then for the weeks in between, uh, those ones that I already have, I'm going to plan on trying to uh, find or create some other content that will be relevant and put those in those other weeks. And then there'll be some other things that I can be able to schedule in there as well. And so I might just schedule some weeks just totally blank just for having new fresh content that can be able to come out as well. And so with this plan, I have over six months of emails basically that'll be ready to go as soon as I get this set up. And so um, I, I again, I'm still working on some of the details. And so I'm hoping by March 1st, I'll get that fully implemented in my other uh, blog over there. And so... I'm going to be testing this out. I'm going to be reporting back the results that I get as a result of this. And so I'm going to be putting in a little bit extra effort for that. Um, and then after I get that going, I'm going to be working on a series for the Creative Studio Academy as well. And so I don't have nearly as much content already uh, ready for uh, the Creative Studio Academy, but I do have some things I can be able to try to work in and be able to get something going for it. And then hopefully be able to have some good content going forward with that. And so uh, definitely be looking forward to that. So hopefully I'll be getting to that by April. And so with that, again, uh, just a quick recap. And so some of the things that you want to do is you want to collect the email addresses. And so, um, again, I would kind of stay away from uh, a generic WordPress or Jetpack thing or uh, FeedBurner um, and probably go to something like MailChimp or AWeber. Um, and so I've heard a lot of good things about AWeber, even though I haven't used it yet. Um, like I said, I use MailChimp, and so I would highly recommend uh, them. So just MailChimp.com. And so you can go to AWeber.com as well. And so that's a, another good option. And so then after you do that, you want to have some sort of opt-in that people can be able to, that they can be able to get right away whenever they subscribe. Now, if you have anything that you would like to add to this list, and so like I said, I was covering a lot of stuff, and so I didn't go into depth on a lot of it. I did dive in a little bit on a couple areas, but if you have some things that you'd like to add to this conversation, and so some tips or maybe some other resources that uh, you know of uh, that maybe you've implemented or that you've just heard of, uh, I'd love your for you to be able to share that by going to creativestudio.academy slash 2-11, and you'll be able to uh, scroll down to the bottom then and be able to leave a comment there. And, of course, on that, there's going to be uh, links to a couple of the resources that I mentioned. Um, and uh, coming up here in the next week or two, I'm going to be putting all the uh, different external resources that I've gathered i'm going to put them together and be able to share that with the email list that's there so if you're interested in that make sure to sign up for the email list at the website and be able to um, get that and so here in the next week or two you'll get that list uh with these uh email resources uh but then also you'll get that um that guide that um that will be coming out as well and so those will be some things there that will be coming up, and hopefully I'll be having some other things to be able to offer there outside of uh, just the updates for the podcast and blog updates as well. So so I think that wraps it up for this session. Next session, I plan on trying to tackle some things as far as monetization, some things that you can be able to consider if you want to try to monetize your blog. And so several different options that we could be able to do. Uh, I know that we had Leslie Samuel with us last semester, and he uh, gave us a couple ideas. Um, and so we'll take some of those ideas and we'll just kind of look at uh, a bunch of different options that we could be able to look at and uh, specifically some things that you could be able to implement to be able to try to monetize 
on your blog. And so we're looking forward to that next session. With that, we're going to go ahead and sign out, and you have a great day.